Welcome to the Mormon Medium Podcast, where we'll talk about spirituality, the paranormal, religion, and my journey in becoming a Mormon medium. I'm Nanette Ride. Thanks for listening. Now let's go have some fun. Don't be afraid. Hello and welcome to the Mormon Medium Podcast. I'm Brad and I'm here with Nanette, the Mormon Medium. Hi. <laughs> Today we've got a great show for you. We we had a very interesting week, right? This is one of those times of year that's a little bit tough in the house of the Mormon Medium. It's a lot bit tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Do you want to explain why that is, Nan? Yes. So just this week on Monday was January 30th. And nine years ago, my husband, Sergeant Corey Ride, was shot and killed in the line of duty. It was his ninth angel anniversary, and those are always super hard. Yeah, I, you know what? Before we go on, you're going to have to define what an angel anniversary is, because that's that. <laughs> look, angel anniversary is a complete nanism, and I do people, have my own language. Yeah, you do, and <laughs> and I think there are people out there who are going, "What? What is that? I think I know what that is, but I'm not sure." Because it's not in the dictionary. It's in my dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) I do. I have some of my own vocabulary. But an angelversary is just when Corey went to the other side. And he became my angel and was no longer my husband here on this earth. So we just started counting, you know, the days that he's gone. And we celebrate him on his anniversary, And we honor him. Each year we go to Japanese food. It was his favorite type of food. And we talk about him all day long. And usually it's like all month long. It's kind of hard. I actually thought this year that I would do better. Do you know what? You did really well, though. And I think that's... that's one of those huge misconceptions about grief, Nan, is that people go, oh, Here's your handbook on grief. This is how it should play out. This, These are the stages of grief, and this is how you should do it. Right? It's A to Z. It doesn't always work out like that, though, does it? Absolutely does <clears throat> not work out like that. I got to tell you, in the beginning, it was really, really hard. I would circle the drain. I'd be super, super depressed. Brad would have to pick up my broken pieces and actually get me out of bed. <laughs> I was inconsolable, and he would just have to hold me while I cried, and he'll have to tell you his his view of all of that. But this year, I really felt like I was doing so good. Like, I've done so much work to heal and to process, you know, I mean, I I do my own balances all the time. And, And in just the last month, I've balanced some really hard emotions that were stuck related to this trauma. And your body only will bubble up what is safe for you to heal at any given time. I wished I could just take that whole entire day and balance it and be done and never have to feel the bad stuff. But this year, I was freaking pissed inside. Yeah, it was a little bit different because most years you're just kind of, well, you're super depressed and super sad. And this year, you were an angry little elf. 
Yeah. I I don't think in the last nine years that I had processed anger. I know that sounds really crazy, but... Does it though? Because Corey said, man, whatever whatever you you do, do, don't don't be angry. angry." Right. (laughs) Yeah. So I never really processed it until you know, just a few days ago. And it took me a couple of days, like it, it took me flat down in bed for a couple of days with a horrible migraine. And, and I knew, I knew what it was and I knew I needed to feel it. And Shay, our son even came in and he says, mom, why don't you just go in and balance it? But here's the thing, guys, when you're processing something, you have to allow yourself the grace to process and then you can balance it. Remember, you have to balance body, mind, and soul. And I had to process it in my mind and then let my body process the grief and what it was feeling. It was hard to allow myself to do it because I knew I could come in here and in my energy room and just balance the energy part of it, but I would still have to process it and feel it. So I allowed myself the grace to do it. And Brad was so sweet. He just kept coming in the bedroom. What can I do? Are you okay? And I'm like, I don't know what you can do. And I'm okay. I just, I just need some time that was it. And I'm so much better today. Yeah. You are a lot different than you were the last couple of days. So it's nice to see that you've been able to process a little bit more. Let's talk about that. What does that look like? How do you process something like this? I mean, look, we're nine years out and it's still such a devastating blow. A lot of people think, well, gosh, it's nine years. And why isn't she you know, over it, you'll hear, you'll hear people say things like that. Yeah, there's a lot of people that mean well, and want you to feel better. And some of them just haven't experienced deep grief or deep loss. And they'll say, Oh, I'm so glad you're over it. But it's not something you ever get over, you learn to live with it. So just like Brad and I, you know, we're married, and we're happily married, but we live with Corey. He's very much a part of our life. He's a topic. I cry sometimes about him. I talk about him. And Brad loves him too. So it's like, it, it doesn't go away, right? Yeah, it it's definitely doesn't. And we honor those who have passed. It's interesting though, and especially when you lose someone in such a horrific way, right? Uh, we talked to a police widow in Vernal and she was 20 plus years out and said, hey, it still hurts just as much now as it did that first year. It, it was like 27 years ago when I met her. And what a wonderful lady. She was such an example to me. Not 27 years ago when you met her, but it had been 27 years since her husband Husband had been killed. died. Yes. 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 Thank you for the clarification there. Yes. I was like, (laughs) what are you talking about? Smoking crack. I still have a widow brain today. It's fine. (laughs) Yes, you do. Oh, that's another nanism. What's a widow brain, Miss Nan? So when you become a widow, at least for the police widows, in our state and actually the Western US because we had our charity and, and we would go and visit widows. Widow brain is when your brain is, is processing trauma and you totally get a brain fart. Like you, things just don't go together like you typically <laughs> would. You know, you don't think as clearly. And, and guys, I'm still processing. I haven't balanced myself yet. I'm doing a lot better. I'm almost ready to balance myself. I can feel it inside that I'm still processing and I'm giving myself grace. I'm really, really doing good. Today was not an emotional day. I'm not pissed anymore. <laughs> 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 Which but is it, good because 
we really need to get this recorded. We actually had another podcast recorded and Nan was so angry at him. Like, I all was right, raging. Let's get this all out. This is really healthy for you to get out. Yeah, I was um, raging. But probably not one we should release. <laughs> no, was, that's not even a blooper reel. It was really, really not good. No, not <laughs> even extra content. Sorry, folks. I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> but... But I learned a lot of stuff. I, you know what? Though? I learned a lot. And today I went and I saw my counselor. And wait a minute. Yeah. You have a counselor. Why do you need a counselor? Because you do energy balances I do. and psychic mediumship work. Why would you need a counselor? <laughs> because I am a, a total critical thinker, and you know me, I'm not an angry person. I'm not somebody that that goes off the handle like I did. I'm not somebody that likes to feel hate or anger or rage at all. And I needed to understand why I was feeling the way I was. And I needed to understand some tools for me to not have to go through these feelings again, but to understand why people feel like it's okay to take advantage of me when I was the most vulnerable in my life. And that's what I was processing is people that had taken advantage of our family, of me as a person. They, they did things that were dishonorable and, and still to this day are dishonorable. And it really chaps my hide, or at least it did. I, I have a case of the F it's again. So. Do you know what though? It's okay. I, I know it, it's, it's totally, totally okay. okay. Look, what did you learn? I know it's super personal. But what did you learn from your therapist? You're like, hey, I need to know the workings of this. So what did you learn if you would feel comfortable sharing that? I'll share some of that. I'm really happy to share. Because I can tell you what LTG told me years ago in situations <laughs> like this. I love LTG. <laughs> I, I do too. He's such a good dude. But he is. Look, he should be my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> he would be a great therapist. And here's what he would tell you. People would just give a shit because we would train every week, right? Because you had to be ready for the worst of the worst if a situation came up. Well, the troopers who were working the road when we were training, some of them didn't appreciate the commitment that went in to being in a special unit like we were. And uh, So they were wimps? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> some of them were just bitchers, right? And so... <gasps> They're yeah. bitchers like Bonnie the bitcher? No, not like her. <laughs> And she didn't have to get sent home from Hawaii. Bonnie Sprout's mom. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so anyway, some of them were bitching about it. And I remember the guy who they were bitching to going up to G and being like, yeah, this is really bugging me. And G looked at him and goes, fuck those fuckers. <laughs> So, so that is your, your therapy from LTG. From LTG. Yeah. You know what? It's true. And, and you know what? When I was going through my rage, that wouldn't have sufficed for me because I am a critical thinker. I have to make sense of everything. I have to overthink everything because I'm a girl too, right? And so my therapist, he said, oh, inside bar, Bonnie's really freaking cool. She really is. We, we tease her about being Bonnie the bitcher, but... Honestly, she's she's rocking awesome. She's like the coolest mother-in-law in the whole wide world. Yeah, she but, only really complains when you go out to dinner with her. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I love you. So I have to love you, mom. <laughs> I have to tell you, like, like we we threatened if she didn't stop, 
in Hawaii bitching about the food that we were going to ship her home. And so every time she would complain, she'd catch herself and be like, don't send me home. <laughs> and then we just die laughing. So she's really cool. Yeah, she's really fun to tease. And she's an, she's an Aries. I mean, she's cool. But- yeah, you, you, she doesn't understand jokes either. <laughs> Rude. No, you just... You just crossed a line, dude, right there. No, there's no line. It's like, all right, you're telling a great joke about a horse and a priest walking to a bar, and you're like, horses don't go into bars. And and you just ruin the whole moment, right? Okay, valid. Yeah. I am a critical thinker. And she's the same way. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) So, So back to my therapist. The reason why I went is because, like I said, I'm a critical thinker. I have to know the inner workings of why people do the things they do and why I do the things I do and so that I can fix it. Because all I know is that I can fix me. I can't fix other people. But if I understand why people treat me the way they do, it can help me be a better person. Does that make sense? Yes. But what did you learn? What I learned is that my perception of people doesn't always mean that they're going to measure up to what I think they should. And someone can be a friend with a capital F and be a friend or a friend with a small F and be a friend. So these are people that, you know, aren't such good friends, but kind of acquaintances or people that come in and out of your life, you know, just by chance. And I think that that's exactly what happened because of Corey's murder. People came in and out of my life that I didn't really know, but I wanted to hang on to them because they were supposed to represent honor and dignity and, you know, honesty. Right. And they didn't. So they, they let me down. Well, some of them were big efforts and some of them were small efforts. Exactly. So what do we say? <laughs> Fuck those fuckers, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, LTG. <laughs> but I learned that today. I also learned that... Intimacy is inclusive, especially when it comes to people in the Mormon church. So let me explain. Yeah, please explain that because I hear intimacy and I don't Uh think I'm thinking what you're thinking. This is a counselor talking, right? Okay. (laughs) They use terms that are a little bit different, but intimacy isn't inclusive. It basically is if you don't abide by the rules that we are living by, then we can't be around you. We as in the group, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And you know what, guys, bottom line, I have never belonged to any group. I've always done my own thing. I've always kind of, you know, just sung my own song and, and loved everybody. And I've never belonged to any group. That's and I hard still sometimes, don't. right? Like, I, It's I, horrible. I know there were a lot of times where you're like, hey, I just want to fit in. And what do I need to do to be... A part of that. Well, honestly, you're, you're jumping down a rabbit hole here, Brad, that I wasn't planning on, but hey, why not? So most of my life, that's those are some of my old records that play for Nan. I, Wait a minute. That's a Nanism. Let's explain what old records okay. are. Old records are songs or sayings that I play in my own head from my life experience. So when things have happened to me when I was younger, this is, goes along with the energy work, right? I made them equal in emotion that was stuck in my energy field. So some of my emotions were that I wasn't lovable, that I wanted, that I didn't belong, 
And those are things that were embedded in me as a small child that I was raised with, which made me a really super shy kid. I was I was the kid that got picked on. I was the nerdy kid in junior high school. Like I I just didn't belong anywhere and especially in my own home. And now when those emotions bubble up, I'm that's good. Your old records. Those are my old records and I can recognize them and I'll be like, no, that's an old record and I can stop it from playing because I can recognize where it came from, where the source came from and I have no emotion associated with it. It's just those old, you know, voices in your head that are like, yeah, you're not love. No one wants you, you know, and they're they're lies. They're lies that my ego has told me to survive and I, I no longer play the records, but I'm, I'm normal. I'm human. And sometimes they start to play and I have to stop them. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Thank you for defining another nanism <laughs> for us. <laughs> <clears throat> old records play. But also the day that Corey was murdered, I, what we haven't touched on was the circumstances around it. And that's another thing that I was really mad about. So the parole board here in Utah was so awesome that the guy that killed Corey, he actually served five years in prison for stabbing his best friend 27 times with a, with a screwdriver and running over him twice with his car. Oh, well, you know, 27 times with a screwdriver just isn't yeah. enough. So you just got to run him over. Exactly. It's yeah. that added, you know, added little bit. Yeah. Winner, winner, chicken dinner there. Like, <laughs> and, what a and, great friend. And the parole board actually said, hey, you're completely rehabilitated. Or was it, oh, our prison's pretty full and we don't want to deal with you anymore? I don't know which it was, but I know they let him out after five years. And the reason why Corey was shot and killed was because there was a warrant for his arrest because he was staying with a 17-year-old girl and doing what they do. And they also had drugs and things like that. And he hadn't, he hadn't checked in like he was supposed to. So there was a warrant for his arrest and everything seems to... This, my whole story is just a cluster F-bomb, right? Also, that the night before Corey was killed, the guy was supposed to be served the search or the warrant for his arrest and be arrested. But the officer didn't go. And I know this because the officer came and told me that he's the one that should have probably died that day. And and I told him, no, 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 not, not at all. Things happened the way that they were supposed to happen. But I was so angry that the parole board would let someone like that out and not only was the 17-year-old girl a victim, but, you know, Corey was killed and didn't need to be if they did their job. I would love to be on the parole board, to be really super honest. I think that there would be, bring some balance in there, especially being a psychic medium. Dude, I could be like, no, they're not rehabbed. They're, they're bullshitting you. That would like, be awesome. <laughs> I could see you on the parole board, though. I think you would just have a big stamp that would say rejected. And I don't know that anyone would get past that stamp. Rude. No, I just know you. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you worked at the prison and you made friends and you have a different outlook on things and you haven't been where I've been. So. No, you're, you're right. But, but I, look at I how haven't. lenient they were. The, the parole board was. Oh, yeah. So, it was. Yeah. Turn them loose, Bruce up there. Just yeah. And then they did the out. same thing later. Doug Barney was killed the exact same way, exact same types of circumstances. The parole board let the dude out early and he killed a police officer and then shot another one. Yeah, it was a year later. It was almost a replay of what happened in Utah County. 
So that tells me there's something wrong with the parole board. So you, see, I would bring some balance. You would definitely bring balance. There you go. I bring some justice, they, they bitches. Need, they need some of that balance. So look, I'm going to bring you back again. You started talking about intimacy, and I don't think we, we got into that before I distracted you. Oh, I'm you. sorry. You, you did. You can't do that to a widow brain. Sorry. Serious. Sorry, darling. <laughs> I'll be better next time, guys. <laughs> Dang it. So, okay. Intimacy is inclusive. It's basically if you don't believe the way that we do and you don't do the things that we do, we can't have anything to do with you. And when it's this time of year for me, I have a lot of heartache around that because I'm not an active member of the church. I have been pushed aside by a lot of family. Now, when you say the church, you mean the Mormon church, The Mormon church, yes. I'm not an active member of the Mormon church, and I've been pushed aside by a lot of family because I am seen as some kind of threat or something. I don't know. Nobody talks to me about anything, so I've been shunned (laughs) by family members. Well, look, it's not so much... Here's where I'm going to go to bat for some people, right? Is their entire life, they were told that you should not associate with people who were not members or people who were sinners because you would also become a sinner. I I don't even know if it's all that. It's people that have belonged to the church and know, have taken all their covenants and done all of the things because I did all the things, you know, went to the temple, the whole thing. And then those that leave that have all of those blessings and then they leave, they call them apostate, right? Yes. You are an apostate. I'm an apostate. I hate that word. That's a stupid word. It's kind of a cruel word, right? It is a cruel word. It's like I've done something wrong because I've made a choice for myself. And I don't judge other people that choose to still be active. I mean, you do you, I'm going to do me, and we should help each other on our journey. I think that it needs to be a journey of love and, and people need to stop being so harsh with each other. I think that family members that don't have anything to do with me could probably learn some things and I could probably learn some things from them. I'm not closed off, you know, to things like that. But Well, and, and I think that's a very valid point, right? Is we should appreciate people where they're at and not just expect everyone to have the same beliefs that we do. Look, we have complete respect for anyone who chooses to go to church and it doesn't matter what church. Just be a good person and you're going to have my respect. However, if you pretend to be a good person and your actions are completely opposite of that, well, we're going to see through it and have a problem regardless of what religion you practice. Exactly. And that would be where my rage came in. Yeah. 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 Now you're getting me. That's where I was. (laughs) All right. All right. So people who should have been honorable, but had shown that they were dishonorable and people who believed in the exclusivity of intimacy. Yes. So really two kind of separate groups, but that could be meshed into the same. Yeah. The same. Yeah. They still helped my records play my old records play. And I don't even know if it was really my old records that were playing. I literally honestly was freaking rage inside of me. Because there should have been, things should have been better. The parole board should have done better. The sheriff's department should have done better. Like everybody should have done better. And honestly, there's not any accountability. And I think that's where I'm freaking pissed. Yeah. You've always been big on accountability. 
I'm a huge justice person. Yeah. I really, really am. Dude, I must have been a sheriff in another life or something <laughs> <laughs> or a judge or something. I don't know. But I, I'm always big on on justice and I'm big on being fair. I just, I have issues, I guess. <laughs> I'm healing them though. So. Yeah. And I don't think it's issues. I think that we all have, we all have those values that we cherish higher than others. And one of yours is justice. I grew up with that saying, you know, treat others as you would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And I grew up actually believing that. I mean, here I am, this kid that has had had a lot of hard knocks in my life just as a child. It's a hard knocks life for us. <laughs> That's really like our life, you guys. We break out into song all the time. <laughs> life should be a musical. I'm not, even, I'm not even kidding you. It would be amazing. I love musicals. and And if I could live in a musical, I would. You do. I do a lot of days. You 100% do. You wake up with songs in your head. I have songs in my head. We'll play it throughout the whole house. We'll break out and finish each other's sentences and break out in song at the same time. We're super nerdy, guys. What I appreciate is that you'll let me sing nonsense words to you, and it's okay. Did you hear my nonsense words like Angel Verse 3 and Old Records? Yes. We we match up really well. You're my balance. Thank you. <laughs> I agree. So, Brad, I have a question for you. All right. I know that when the angelversary is approaching, that it's tough. Like, what goes on in you, inside of you? Do you know, that is a really good question. But, Nan, we're out of time. And we're going to have to answer that question on the next episode. So, for this episode, do you have any words of wisdom to leave folks with? Yes, I do. Give yourself grace to be able to grieve any kind of loss the way that you need to. Let it pass through you. Let your body feel it. Let your mind, let your heart, like everything feel it and then release it. And there is no wrong way to grieve and know that you're not going to get over losing someone that you love so much. The key is being able to touch through the veil and contact them and have a different kind of relationship. And it's super comforting to be able to do that. And oh, the ghost stories I have for the next episode. (laughs) I love it. And do you know what? We do. We all have that special relationship and we all have the ability to commune with our loved ones on the other side. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Mormon Medium Podcast. You guys, we love you. Thank you for supporting us. Yeah, we've had some really great comments and we sure appreciate you. Thanks a ton. And we'll see you on the other side of the veil.